Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between them. You have a topic for us. I, I thought we could talk about religion, which is an odd topic for me to bring up, but... <laughs> it is. You were listening to the Transition Transmission Girls in their Q&A episode for their anniversary. I was, and one of the questions that came in was about religion or spiritual belief or, in some cases, aliens. But in any case, um, it, it sparked some thoughts of mine because we have talked about religion and mostly they didn't have something to say about utilizing that as a thing anymore, yeah. anymore in their lives. Mm -hmm. And we have talked about it and the person writing in specifically had, you know, mentioned that they do rely on their belief in God. Mm -hmm. And so I just thought, we can talk about religion because we do. And I was thinking, as I didn't relate to religion, and we have talked about that topic before, but we haven't talked about it in a long time. And you had mentioned, what topics have we not talked about in a while? Yes, we so, have not talked about religion in a while. You are right. correct. And then we just, we had Easter recently. And, and uh, also, of all days for me to say, hey, maybe we should talk about religion to the microphone. You you actually went back to Bible study today after a long hiatus. I have been on hiatus because I had to get caught up with grad school. My my math homework had gotten severely behind. And it's a self-directed program, but you have deadlines. How How you meet those deadlines is up to you. But I had gotten behind because of our trip out of town and because students had concerts and then because it was time for grades and report cards. And it was just sort of one thing after another. And I was behind by about three weeks. And so I needed to get caught up. And I was just working and working every night and only incrementally getting caught up for about two months. And so I hadn't been going to Bible study because I was just behind. So it, your math needed more than just prayers is what you're saying. <laughs> that is correct. Okay. <laughs> Well, I thought that a lot of, you know, LGBTQ everybody who do rely on their faith, much like the person who had written in, a large number of people do. But I think what they meant is Americans, as far as I know. Yeah. I think, though, there are other countries that they do, but other Western countries, not more than us, as far as I know. Mm. I could be totally wrong and... I don't care. But I don't know that you have to have a religion to believe in God. Mm -mm. Often it does correlate, though. It does. And the Bible study that you go to has some other queer folks and also those people that aren't queer and hang out with queers. They're allies. Called, yes, allies, that thing. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I have the GSA Bible study. <laughs> yes. Well, even though I'm not religious... I can agree to disagree with others, and I can see why religion can be important to them. Mm -hmm. Like to you. Yeah. And to my very good friend who's also come on our microphone and talked about religion. Yeah. And then other people that I that I know in my life, my work wife, other people, they have religion. And I can see how the community part can be also very important. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm in support of religion, even though I don't think it's always a good idea, and many times it is not. I'm in support of the positive parts of that Okay. for other people. So, like, what what does that look like in your life to, to have a faith without a religion? 
Like, how does that affect you? I'm not sure if I have a faith. Although, as I was kind of outlining some notes, I thought, I guess I'm a little bit more... It's like the Hindus, where they have a belief in being the best person you can be, basically, for reasons. Okay. Yeah. That that sounds very Buddhist. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking at first. I was thinking, well, I, I think it's sort of Buddhist, but... But then, see, with Buddhism comes Buddha, and I don't know that these Buddha guys... Buddha was an enlightened guy. Like Jesus, and the enlightened guys are questionable to me. They probably were there, but were they enlightened, or do they just have a light shined on them? Not sure, you know? I, I think if they were able to inspire a lot of good stuff, then I think that's worthy of taking note of and possibly looking into. Well, one of the things I think Amber had mentioned in in the commentary was that, you know, there's like 600 Christianities and lots of Bibles to go with it. Mm -hmm. So there's, to me, that's all very questionable as to the content and who decides how it's going to be edited. Well, the funny thing about that, and from somebody who got their degree at a religious school and had to take courses in all this. Yes. It's all in the translation. Like, there aren't a lot of changes in the the Greek and the Hebrew and the Aramaic from their original versions. But then to translate that in 1400 and something by King James, he's not using the same English that we use, you know, 600, 700 years later is not going to be the same. And so about 400 years, 500 years later, they started retranslating and retranslating. And that's where we get all the different versions. They're not like different actual content versions. They're just different translations. And they end up being like different content because different translations of different words. Like, for example, if I say, how's it going? I could say, what's up? How you doing? Are you all right? A lot of different ways of inquiring about a person's state of being in the same ideas, but different words. And then people get too nitpicky about specific words. And that's how we end up with all the different versions and people getting all bent out of shape about why theirs is the right one. Mm -hmm. People F it all up. They do, typically. You know. That's my real basic problem with religion is at the same time as, as I understand people wanting support and stuff, the people are usually the problem with the religion. That's the problem I have. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem a lot of LGBTQ folks have had with religion and their experience with it. But there's so many folks like yourself that haven't given that up. You think it was easier for you not to give it up because you don't stand out as a big queer? I don't know. So you weren't necessarily persecuted in that particular way? I don't know. I I think that may be part of it. I think also my natural adaptability may have to do with it because I can just sort of say, well, this is effed up, but so is a whole lot of other shit that I deal with. So let's just try and make it all better. <laughs> Sounds like your day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep. We're not going to talk about that now. That'll be next episode. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I've held on to my faith. I think my faith has definitely evolved from what it was when I was a middle schooler in a youth group thinking that everything was black and white and every kid goes through their idealistic adolescence and mine was in the church. And so I was a Bible thumper and I was, if I hadn't had a little bit more life experience, I probably would have grown up to attend Trump rallies. I'm sorry. Yeah. I did have more life experience. Yes. But 
it's evolved. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have the same faith that I was raised with. I don't have the same ideas of what faith is that I was raised with. Mm-hmm. But I still claim Christianity because that is the closest to my current understanding of the universe and how it works and any concept of deity that I have. Right. A question that's come to my mind a a few times in the past, probably almost a year, maybe longer, because the church that you were attending, the church group, I don't know, do you say dissolved? What did they do? They disassembled? They went different places? Yeah, they dissolved. And... So you didn't have that to just keep attending a service at. Right. And you did try to start looking for some other churches and didn't quite find what you wanted. And of course, with kids in tow, you have to always also have something. That, I, yeah, I can't always can have do. what I want because I have to have what we need. So I, I wonder from time to time what that's like for you not having that service to go to and those people around to talk about Jesus things with or, right. you know. Well, attending Bible study is good. It's occasionally frustrating because it's... It's not really a church service. It's not a church service. And I have some of my friends that I'd really like to get together with. And one of them actually invited us hiking Sunday morning. But... The thing that I really miss, and I think this is true of my other musician friends who I keep in touch with from the church, is that we miss the experience of losing ourselves in the experience, a a worship experience, which I am capable of creating that experience on my own, but in community, there's just something bigger. And your sense of a higher power, I don't know if it's shifted, but I know that you had reintegrated it when you and I first met. You had come to an understanding of a higher power. You had refound your faith. I remember you mentioning that when we'd first met, mm-hmm. that you do have a faith in something bigger than yourself. Yes, because if this is it, I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Now, my faith in a higher power, from day to day, it shifts. Some days I do believe in some n-dimensional being that we would conceive of as a deity that has a personal interest in creation and its inhabitants. And other days my higher power is humanity, and I want to make the world a better place, and that's really all I got. Mm -hmm. Even so, being able to lose myself in the experience and admittedly the emotional experience of connecting with a group of people, creating an experience. And for me, music is a big part of that just because that's who I am. Right. I haven't been to a worship service in a year and a half, two years, maybe. Right. And I do miss that. Mm -hmm. But there's not a lot of options in middle of nowhere, Western United States, Mm -hmm. especially when I have to have someplace that will serve children as well. Right. And serve our children as well. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a rough night with the kids. Sorry. Well, for me, being outdoors is a rejuvenating connection. And if I didn't have that, I would feel very lost, you know, mm-hmm. when I consider different tasks, like like we were talking earlier about if we go on a vacation again, would I want to do this or that on the next thing? And I would want to do the thing that allows me to go outside at some point or be near windows at some point, right? you know, that kind of thing. I mean, 
I don't like to be inside very much. You do not. I don't care what the weather is. And that was the thing about Gallifrey One that was kind of funny to me because it's in the basement conference center of a big hotel. There are some windows at the very front entrance, but... Those are the windows. Right, but I would go out there a lot. You would and then go I'd out there a lot. Go up to the pool area and sit out there and uh-huh. then I'd go back in and, look, and do something else. You and, you would forego opportunities to view programming and observe experiences that could be part of the convention for the sake of finding sanity in some fresh air. Yes, and there were people outside doing convention things too, so Well that's nice. Yeah. Meanwhile, cosplay and I miss nature if I don't get enough of it, but it's not my It's not your go-to. It's not my necessity. Mhm. I do occasionally suffer from what did they call it? Nature deficiency disorder. <laughs> but I think often people re- do rely on their religion for that emotional experience and you know the the communal emotional experience is sort of like a Jesus party or a Something like that. It, you know, it really like kind of is, every, yeah. Every Sunday, we get to have a Jesus party and feel good about ourselves for having one, too. You know? Well, and see, that's the thing. A lot of groups do feel good about themselves for having the Jesus party. Mm-hmm. And the last church I was attending, it wasn't about feeling good about ourselves. It was about... You guys were really enjoying yourselves. We were just really enjoying ourselves. It wasn't about feeling good about feeling good. It was mm-hmm. just about having a good time mm-hmm. and digging on the Jesus thing. And some people do it that way Mm -hmm. and others don't maybe get as emotional and so they get kind of in their head about it and are more you know justifying themselves or whatnot and I think also folks can um, you know they use that in their everyday life the way they approach things then too yeah and because you're primed for that thing and being psychology being my thing so yes (laughs) you see that places For instance, you might see, or a Jesus person might see a divine intervention or something Mm -hmm. Jesus-related, and I might see a thing that I think is more like reincarnation-related, because Mm -hmm. these are our primes of of what we believe things are based on. Yes. And so that's interesting to me, you know, if you think about how many people are thinking different approaches to life. Yeah. Based on their religion. I don't know if any of, you know, how many of our listeners do have that basis of Christianity or otherwise. I know that some of them had replied before, but I wonder how they see that faith or religion that they still have in relation to their transition or folks in their lives that are transitioning. Or do they just kind of blend it in? Like, oh, yes, and that's included too. I I think it depends on the individual and the faith that they're trying to integrate and the flavor or denomination of faith that they are trying to integrate. Because like like you said, and like the Transition Transmission Girls mentioned, there's hundreds of denominations because people get nitpicky about stuff. And there are certain denominations that are more nitpicky and certain denominations that are less nitpicky. And that could have an effect on your experience as well. Yes. And then the other part being, like I said first, was adaptability and how well you can manage your cognitive dissonance when your faith says one thing and your real life experience says something completely different. And then how can you adapt your understanding of one or both of these things to make sense of your overall experience. I think often it's the separating the religion from the faith. 
Mm-hmm. And then looking at the faith and then going back to the religion. That and it sense. might be a slightly different version of that similar religion. Yeah, I know um, one of our other acquaintances, we had had a talk over dinner with a trans woman and her partner that the wife of the transitioning person said that she had been raised with a very strict interpretation of Christianity, a very legalistic interpretation of Christianity. And that was now working towards trying to find something better and something more inclusive. And a lot of people end up in the UU church, the Unitarian Universalists. Mm -hmm. And that was where she thought she might be headed because they are very open to any faith path. They have Wiccans, they have Christians, they have Buddhists, they have Baha'is, they have everybody and anybody, and they have... Is that the universal part? I think because so. sometimes it says everybody welcome, and really they don't mean that. <laughs> so. Yeah, like the church up the street from us right. says everybody welcome, and I I I, I always fight sign. the urge that I will never actually follow through on. But I have this urge in the back of my head to go up there some night with a can of spray paint and put a little asterisk, <laughs> and then right underneath some exclusions apply. <laughs> Seems like you could put that on a poster board and just duct tape it to there. You think? Mm-hmm. That's know. probably still vandalizing, though. It probably is. Yeah. I shouldn't do that. You I can't, might get caught. You can't do it. You could take a photo of it and crop it in, though. I could. <laughs> I totally could. could. Anyway. It's so they include everybody. And Satanists, too? Yeah. Okay, because yeah, because the Satanists actually have some really good commandments. Have you read their work? No, but uh, one of the ladies was mentioning that. And I had a interv- heard an interview with the Satanist guy that Maddie Love did. Uh, yes. There, there are a number of, just like there are a number of Christian groups, there are a number of Satanist groups, too. I was going to say, Maddie does the, um, see, there, there's no words here. She does the podcast and it's yes, called Yes, uh, the Minnesota Trans Atheist. Yes. And she interviewed the guy. And I thought that was very interesting. And depending on which group of Satanists you're looking at, a lot of them do have either very humanist or very rationalist. So what makes them, I don't think I remember this part from the interview, what would make them Satanist versus rationalist or something? That sounds less... Their right to self-identify. Oh, okay. So, this reminds me, your right to self-identify always makes me think of my cousin, Vinny, who was my first uh, real... What is it when you have somebody who's super... They they mean it. They're gung-ho there. Uh, zealous? Um, mm, no, that's too religious-like, but... No, um... Uh, I'd say dedicated and go ahead. Were you going to say a word? It wasn't coming. I I don't care. I can't think of a word right now. But if anyone was quite insistent on the right to self-identify, that would be my cousin Vinny. And I can so appreciate about them, that about them, you know? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, we've talked to Vinny before. Yeah. We try to get Vinny and and wife to return uh, to see us, but we have problems with our child visitation schedules on each end. Yes. That complicate things. That that does complicate things. We, we should go see them. We should go see them. With our microphone. With our microphone. Yes, we totally should. But mm-hmm. same thing with a, a faith community. One has a right to self-identify. If you identify most with the Christian tradition and you follow, as the word says, Christ, then there's your the idea of what you're doing and you have the right to use that term. 
Similarly, if you're using this particular set of beliefs and Satan is your role model, then you're a Satanist. But, but I don't, I don't, I guess I don't know enough about Satan to know why this is the role model for the very reasonable commandments they suppo- supposedly have, which I've only heard the concepts of. So, and they did sound reasonable. They, they actually are quite reasonable and very progressive, in fact, because it's the cultural concept that is most anti-Christianity when at the time Christianity was being seen as the root of all evil in the world of the progressive, liberal, rational individual, then they're going to take the anti-Christian... The opposite view. Yes, is really what it is. So they're pointing out that they're being the opposite. And in some cases, depending on which interpretations of scripture you subscribe to, there are certain stories which can be attributed to or said to refer to Satan that have some potentially... uh, rationalistic, humanistic slants to the stories. So now I'm curious, Mm -hmm. what do you conceive of as your higher power? What is the ultimate thing to appeal to or observe or work toward? The best explanation I can come up with right right now. (laughs) At late at night. Yeah. And and at this point in my life as well is the universe. I I think there's something that we're striving towards, and I don't know that there's a deity as much as there is this cooperative effort, or supposed to be a cooperative effort, and behind the scenes is probably a cooperative effort that just doesn't look like one. That's sort of my belief. Okay. So the idea is that I'm working towards something, and like a lot of people, I think I'd be feeling a little bit more lost without some kind of faith in something. Mm-hmm. And my faith is in that there's a purpose for this. And we decided to do it. That, that is part of your faith, that before you became a human, you decided in your non-corporeal existence to become a human for some reason. Yes. And the more I consider it, the more I think it was just, hey, let's ride a roller coaster, <laughs> you know, oh, or fuck. something like that. Yeah, let's well. go on the Tilt-A-Whirl for 84 years or whatever. Built a hurl. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> um, I think it's an experience. And I used to consider it a little bit more like the Buddhists where you're, you're sort of aiming towards something and there's karma and such. And I think that there can be some sort of thing that would be a balance like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's tit for tat. No. So my faith is in that connection to something that probably feels spiritual is the best way I can describe it to you. Mm -hmm. And I feel that when I'm outside and I feel that when I know I did my best. Good. Except when I did my best and I totally failed, (laughs) then I feel kind of like trying to give myself a pep talk that I really did my best and I will. And And you learned something. No, if I'm doing parenting, I'm not sure I learned something. (laughs) But I did my best. You did your best. In other things, it's a little bit easier to have perspective. Parenting is kind of like in your face the whole time, and you don't have any perspective until later. There is no perspective. No, there's no room for perspective. Especially not with our kids. Not me, anyway. It's not designed for that around here. (laughs) How would you describe how you're relying on your faith now if you're not able to connect with those people? I I don't connect with the community experience, the worship experience, which is all I can, the only word I can come up with for it. But it's an experience of connecting with other people at the same time as we connect with something bigger than ourselves. And in the absence of that, 
it really is, like you said, it's just connecting to what makes me feel grounded, Mm -hmm. which for you is nature and for me is um, math. (laughs) (laughs) Because math gives you hope that you will get away from ankle biters. But but, but what about your faith? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I have faith that I'll get away from the ankle biters. And doing my best and accomplishment, making myself a better person, Mm -hmm. you know? I think my connection when I'm in nature gives me that thing I hear people say that they have Jesus in their heart and I have, you know... The universe. The universe in my heart because I'm outside, away from people. (laughs) But (laughs) sometimes sometimes they're still out there going... Dad, look it. Dad, look it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, you know, I'm still outside. It also is a cleansing thing for me. It feels like the be- best description is sort of a hokey new age aura cleansing, crystal cleansing. I don't know what, what yeah, something like yeah. that, but some sort of like, yes, you know, I feel free from whatever I felt burdened by. Mm-hmm. And I feel I can think a little clearer and I step a little lighter or Right. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Out of my connection to that thing I believe in. That's nice. I'm not sure if I believe in it because I experience that when I'm out there or vice versa. I don't know, but I had a similar experience while you were in Arizona. And remember, I texted you and I said, it was so good to be able to sing because like I was just here in the house all by myself for a week. Mostly mathing, getting four weeks worth of math caught up in one week. But good job. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Singing again it, when I'm part of that community experience, that worship experience. Singing is a big part of it for me because that's how I'm built. But then, even in the absence of community, being able to just belt out a song at the top of my lungs, being able to harmonize with the singer in the computer, being able to, you know, just vocalize in a melodious way, which sounds really stupidly pretentious to say, but that experience was just like so good for me just to be able to sing. And there are scientific reasons for why singing is good for you and the breath movement and the diaphragm. And if you're singing properly, the posture and everything else and the way that that releases serotonin and all the other happy hormones and chemicals. But it's that same experience of feeling like I feel lighter. I feel cleaner in an emotional sense. And that's a good feeling. Isn't it? Yes, it is. (sighs) Yeah. So people are getting that with Jesus or People get that with Jesus and people get that with Buddha and people get that with the Satanists and people get that whatever way they get it, it's good for them. As long as they're not Not harming anybody else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was it that Maddie said? Your right to swing your fist stops at the end of my nose. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. So as long as you're not getting in anyone else's way. Which is what we are always trying to explain to somebody around here. But (sighs) we'll talk about that in another time. Well, I think it can be an important topic because many queer folks have been rejected by their religion and they lose a lot in, in not having that ability to access the route to their faith. Right. And they have to reprocess the whole thing. or and, and surprisingly enough, many do find ways back to it. So many of them, though, get 
disconnected from it in the meantime, because basically they're tossed out of there. Yeah. I think that can be hard for the folks who don't go back to it to deal with the folks who do or didn't leave because it has treated so many folks so badly. Mm -hmm. The other people are the ones that treated them badly, not the religion. It's true. The religion is the headliner of the Catholics or the Southern Baptists or whatever are saying Mm -hmm. this or that or the next thing about queers right now. Yeah. So a lot of folks feel like they kind of move on from that. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I guess because of the type of person I I am, you know, psychology all considered that I like to include everybody. And I was I was thinking, you know, we hadn't talked about how that has evolved for us in a long time. We haven't talked about religion or faith or anything right. like that. And things have changed because of, of not being at your church so much, you know. Right. Um, I think we've talked since they dissolved the group you were in. And but we talked about the Bible study that I attended, yeah. how it had been at our house and then elsewhere. And To yeah. me now, it's been this really long period of time. And, and this is a person who I thought was interrupting every Sunday with religion right in the middle of the day for no reason at all. <laughs> <laughs> and now has none, none of that to do. No, and I do miss it. Yeah. But in, like I said, middle of nowhere there's not going to be an option mm-hmm. to do that anytime the, the soon option that I can is tell. yeah the option is not apparent at this point anyway right so when it is maybe we'll talk about religion again and if it's not then if it's a really long time maybe when we go and visit cousin vinny i can traipse into town and attend one of the services in san francisco cuz i know there are a number of queer friendly churches and we oh, there, have kids. there's lots of churches there i know yeah you would not be for a lack of a church. Uh, no. No. All right. So, so all right, is that well, it for now? That, that's probably it for now because. Okay. May, you, know, you know what else? Huh? I think we probably need a little faith lately <laughs> <laughs> in whatever it is that we yes. rely on. Yes. So. That, that's funny because, you know, we were talking at Bible study tonight. Your Jesus friend said, it's my Jesus friend. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about, before we got started, we were talking about, you know, our plans for the summer and he's planning on taking a hike somewhere and talking about hoping that the weather cooperates and jokingly talking about praying for good weather. Mm-hmm. Knowing that the West needs the snow, mm-hmm. but he was praying for dry conditions so he could go on his hike. You know, and this joking understanding of God is going to favor me instead of all the farmers because I prayed. <laughs> so, so did they, hopefully. Well, you know. They better fight back. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> right? So, um, yeah. Faith is weird. It is. But. And, and there it is anyway. That's that's us. That's our experience of faith. Yes. So far. If anybody wants to add their two cents or more, they should do that. We'd be glad to hear it. Yes, we always love to hear from you. The, the usual routes, comment on our webpage, transpantastic.net, email us, transpantastic at gmail.com, comment on any of our social media sites. We are searchable, transpantastic on the four big ones. That's why they're listening to it right now. Yeah. Right? Okay. You know. <laughs> okay. That's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. 
Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Is he de-jingle-fied? He is. Do you need this unplugged? No. Okay. Wait, yes. Thank you. I was thinking of the wrong thing. I should have explained what this was. Yeah, well. (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) Come here. Come here. Trouble. Come here, trouble. Come here. Go lay down. Come here. Good boy. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about something. (laughs) Oh, you forgot. I forgot words. A podcast about gender. Identity orientation and stuff like that. Yeah. (laughs) Life. That's it. Life. I knew something was missing. (laughs) (laughs) We've been missing life for about a week now. Uh, Let's try that again. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ugh. Do I start it over? Just start with a podcast. Right. I heard the words, but they don't sync very good, but I got the concept, so. <laughs> That's how you usually do. Yes, that is how I do pretty much all the time. Yeah. It's always surprising if I can latch on to the words and then... Sometimes I can latch onto the word and process it, and, and then if I go to say it or something, it goes away. I've seen that happen. Yeah, that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, it's not the part I understand. My brain doesn't understand it that way. Right. Stupidly, what's the P word for when you think you're all that shit? And you, what's that P word? I can't think of it. Uh, you asking me for a word? <laughs> I know. Uh. <laughs> Pretentious, that's it. Okay. It sounds really pretentious.